Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. A very special episode. We have guests, and we hardly ever have guests, especially in person. We have the other Tolpin family, Austin and Carolyn, are here. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is awesome. So thanks for joining us today. But before we get started, we just wanted to say thank you for your support and for yes. encouraging us over the years for all of the stars ratings on mm -hmm. itunes the comments the reviews and you guys many of you know this but austin's actually our podcast editor so he's that been doing this for a few years he does yeah. a great job so he gets to listen to them probably mm -hmm. more than he wants to <laughs> by the way just quick note on that i remember in the beginning you know we were just building with very little resources and he did it for free for a really long time so he really helped us That's get true. the ministry going we appreciate mm -hmm. it but hey today we're talking about one month married with austin and caroline tolpin that's right it's been a month <laughs> it's been a month so wow. for those of you who have been following along we actually haven't talked a lot about the fact that we had a son get married i know even on the podcast <laughs> by the way i so just first got listening. some of the first pictures too so we haven't even posted very much. i know yeah, i know i haven't even posted yet <laughs> <laughs> austin's been married a little over a month and he hasn't posted yet yeah. well it's okay we do do social media but you know some things mm -hmm. are private until a month later i guess mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But and that's okay it's okay we're it was an amazing <laughs> wedding. I keep getting feedback, by the way, of just how people were touched by the Holy Spirit, whether they're just a, a bigger picture of family and multi-generations. And it was uh, it was really an impact to people. So, yeah, it was, it was an amazing day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, it's some, some fun, too. So anyways, uh, we are so excited. We appreciate you being part of the movement and everything. We're going to talk about today really something that they've been getting tons of questions on, which is why such a short engagement. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about their short engagement and their opinion about that. We're mm -hmm. going to talk about, hopefully we'll hear about uh, when Austin talked to her dad, Chad, and all these different things and getting mm -hmm. the blessing of parents and those things. And then why it's short and maybe a little update on them. That's right. So we are super pumped for you guys to meet Austin and Caroline here. If you're watching on Rumble, you can see them in person. Otherwise, you can also find them on Instagram at Austin Tolpin and the life of a girl, right? A girl. That's right. So we will put their little links in the show notes, which is at CourageousParenting.com. If you hit the menu and you just hit podcast, latest episode, you'll see all their info there. So I think when all this started, you were 17, right, Austin? Yep. I was 17 years old and had found uh, that I really liked Caroline Johnson and <laughs> was like, okay, how do I go about this? And previously, I wasn't really even open to the idea of dating or a relationship or anything, but I realized, okay, just turned 17 or I was like 17 and a half and I'm like, okay, I'm getting older. I should at least be open to the idea. And then the Lord brought Caroline into my life like shortly after that. And I was like, man, I need to marry this girl. And so <laughs> now almost a year later, 18 and a half and uh, married to my wife. And it's been amazing. So we get the question a lot, why a short engagement? It was about three months, right? 
the, the engagement. Yeah, yeah, you, eight, yeah. Eight weeks. Yeah, Did about three months. And so we're just going to kind of answer that question for you guys, but also share some story and give you some background information on our story and how we met each other and different things that happened along the way. So to start off, <laughs> why don't you tell us how long you guys knew each other before you got engaged? Ooh. You, you can answer that question. Because I know the true answer. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little bit. I acknowledged him. <laughs> I knew who he was at 13 because Kelsey, his older sister, and I worked at one of our first jobs, Ben Soap Company, mm -hmm. in Bend, Oregon together. And so they had like a little company party and their family came and my family came. And I was like, wow, that's a really cute kid. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, at 15 years old, I was 15 going on 25, didn't want really anything to do with little children mm -hmm. um <laughs> and so i was like oh my gosh no i could never like like this guy but i did think he was very cute and that's all i really remember i saw mm -hmm. him two more times after that at you were giving a talk somewhere that we went and looked at mm -hmm. or listened to um and then i met you one other time mm -hmm. and then where did you officially remember meeting me so yeah we kind of have different stories because <laughs> i don't actually remember meeting her the two times that she said she remembered meeting me but <laughs> I, when I was like 12 or 13, I think I went to a camp that she was going to and I remember seeing her. I didn't really know who she was. I just knew she was amazingly beautiful. And I remember mm -hmm. seeing her and was like, I don't know who this is. And she's probably like 26. Even though she's like <laughs> 16 or something. And I was like, well, I can't marry this one, but I need to find someone just like her. And then kind of moved on from that and didn't really think about it much. But that was my first like, rem like memory of her. And then we met officially, from my remembrance, in 2019, right? 2020. 2020 mm -hmm. on Mount Bachelor. I was snowboarding and she was skiing with her family. And we met each other and actually shook hands that day. Yeah. And so that's kind of when our friendship really started. But Man, when you get off the chairlift and I saw him and I was like, that's Austin Tolpin. <laughs> I think I went over and gave him a handshake and that was it. <laughs> yeah. We officially met and we both remembered it. Mm -hmm. Now, our families had spent some time together prior to that, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. not for a long time. We knew of each other. We liked each other and so yeah. forth. And uh, we knew some of the other kids, but you were gone some of those times when mm -hmm. we were spending time mm -hmm. with them. So that's really cool. So how fast from that time on the ski lift to the first date? First date was, wasn't it like August or something? I think August it was July 23rd. July 23rd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows better than me, but, um. Yeah, so took her out on her first date, and then after that, I was like, okay, I'm for sure marrying this girl. And I don't know when. All I knew was, like, she's worth however long it takes and whatever I have to go through. So. And Austin did get my number before then. We started mm -hmm. talking a little bit, first over Instagram, mm -hmm. then we started talking through text, and we became pretty good friends to where, mm -hmm. like, I knew a lot more about him outside of hanging out together. Yeah. We just, we would kind of talk back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we were good friends for a while before the, actual, the first date, and... Like my dad had said, we our families kind of knew each other, so there was a good mm -hmm. track record between, like mutually between both families. We kind of knew how each other were raised and that we were like-minded. And then on the first date, it was really just like kind of sealing the deal, honestly, which is kind of weird yeah. to say for a first date. But like, <laughs> I asked her some, like all the deep questions, the non-negotiables, and was like, okay, this actually works. And she checks all the boxes that I've ever wanted for my future wife. So hold on a second. <laughs> Most people listening are going, wait, so you were like 17 and you had like a list with boxes to check? Yep. And I, I just think that that would be a really good thing for parents to hear to encourage their kids in making a list because you also had a list. I did. She did. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? 
Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Well, I'll just say, like, I've kind of grown up knowing, like, what my values were, and I'm pretty unwavering in those, and I know what I believe. And obviously, the Bible says a lot about being equally yoked. And so what that means is I need to find someone that's like-minded so that we can be equally equally yoked. And then also, obviously, there's other things like attraction and do I like her personality? Do I like her character? All these things. So, um, but yes, I would say have your non-negotiables and stick to them and don't settle for less because there is somebody out there for you. And um, yeah. I really appreciated Austin's intentionality on our first date because I was also one of those people that were raised to date intentionally. And I had heard a lot about him. I said, no, I'm not interested in younger guys because previously I've only talked to older ones. And having graduated like high school at 16, I feel like my life moved a lot quicker. And so I was like, what's all this hype about this guy? But I nannied for a lot of people that went to his church and knew him very personally. And they were like, Caroline, no, like you've got to check it. Like, just, just do it. And I was like, okay, I don't like him. But if he ever asked me out, I'd say yes. That was like my one liner. I was like, okay, because I want to know what all the hype's about. Like, why is this guy so cool and he's only 17? Like, everybody thinks he's God's gift to earth. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, okay. So then everybody spoke very highly of Austin. I was like, okay, I'm really curious. So when we went out on a first date, I told my dad, because back when I was 17, dad made me need a list of non-negotiables and things I wanted in a husband. So I had that in the back of my mind. That's how I screened everybody. And I was kind of intense. Um, some previous guys that I had talked to were like, you're like getting in a board meeting. Like he, he jokingly <laughs> said, do you want me to bring a suit and tie next time? Because I was so like, I need to know what you think about this and what are your values? And I was very just kind of like, here's what it is. I wasn't very like feely initially. I wasn't super like fun per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told dad, I was like the first guy that can just give me solid answers before he asked my opinion of what I believe on these things. I was like, I'm going to marry. And dad was like, okay, like that's a tall order. And then I asked Austin some of these questions on our first date. And he's like, well, I believe blah, blah, blah. And gave me like a super like biblical firm, like opinion. And I was like, whoa, that is really impressive. Mm-hmm. And especially for being younger, especially younger than like me. Cause I was only what 19 at the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, to be able to respect somebody and look up to somebody like this, even though he's a lot younger than me, mm-hmm. that just went a long ways. Yeah. And on top of that, we were able to have a lot of fun and just be oh, yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we had, it, it worked out better than previous situations. Right? <laughs> Whereas, like, I'd say. Because, like, she was, we were able to ask each other these intentional questions, but it wasn't, like, it did not feel like a board meeting. No. We were just, we were having fun. And, and you definitely show. weren't bored. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, so, so you had this first date. It sounds like Austin, you pretty much knew at that point. I knew, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, and then pretty quickly after that, you guys were separated, right? You moved. Yeah. yeah so Why don't you tell us that timeline. We both families grew up in Oregon, and so we lived in the same town, Bend, Oregon. And then in October of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. My family, the Tolpins, we moved to Idaho, and her family, the Johnsons, they moved to Columbia Falls, Montana. Yeah, Montana. And so then all of a sudden, we had gone on like I think one, two, two dates, mm-hmm. and then we were eleven hours apart. And so at that point, um, we were long distance. But on top of that, we're gonna tell, tell we the had other some part funky stipulations. We had some <laughs> stipulations. Um, yeah, so we went long distance, and when we went long distance. My father chose to cut off communication outside of the writing of letters, the good mm-hmm. old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. He wrote letters to my mom. My oldest brother in law had to write letters to my sister. 
he had different different ideas of what he wanted our relationship to look like. So he had us write letters, and I mm-hmm. believe we were writing letters for seven months. Yep. Um, and that was hard because I had just moved to a state where I knew absolutely no one, mm-hmm. had zero community. I'm mm-hmm. super outgoing. He had just moved to some place where he knew very few people. Um, and I think it was really hard in in a good way. And then just like, wow, like you had nowhere else to turn but to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You had to grow. Um, mail often got delayed because of snow in between mm-hmm. our two very snowy states. And I'd just be sitting there for three weeks like I haven't heard anything from him. So, yeah, it was tough. And it, like really only writing letters, no text messaging, no calling, no nothing. Yeah, um, no social media. No social media. So what's cool about writing letters, though, is it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise because it really allowed us to get to know each other way better than I think we ever would have if we were able to just talk and do whatever else we wanted over the phone. Um, Because with letters, there's no room for anything else except for being intentional. And so we got to really dig deep and ask some questions that we probably would not have thought to ask if we were able to just text or call whenever we wanted. And so it was really cool to be able to get to know each other better that way. And that also sped up, I think, kind of our timeline if I'm looking at it in retrospect because at the end of that seven months writing so many letters I wrote her like 42 letters or something and then I got responses back and she wrote me too and so it was like we really knew each other really well in a short period of time and we already knew each other before that too and so Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of part of what played into moving quickly um it's just because we haven't had your the normal relationship it's not been average so to say and we've done things differently than I think most people um do things and so but during that seven months you guys also got to see each other traveling we did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we'd see each other here and there I'd either come down or he'd come up Mm -hmm. and it was your family came to visit too just before Thanksgiving which was super fun well and I never like doubted Austin's commitment to to our relationship Mm -hmm. because there was no flippancy there was no like oh I can just talk to this girl whenever I want like he had to make it an intentional effort to mm-hmm. sit down, to want to communicate with me. And it really showed my dad and really impressed my dad about his commitment level and how it wasn't like, oh, the first pretty face I met in my hometown. And that's what dad really wanted to see. He wanted to see, okay, is this man really committed because he is so young, because this is his first relationship? Like, does he yeah. really want to pursue my daughter's heart? And Austin diligently did that during our relationship, and it spoke volumes to my dad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy though, huh, Austin? It was not easy. <laughs> I was like, man, I just want to talk to her right now. I don't want to wait for like a week or two to get a response back. And you weren't even a verbal processor. Imagine me. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I have our time she also did. But like it was really good for our relationship. And like we get, we have all these letters now. Like that's like mm-hmm. history of our relationship. We can go look back on those whenever we want. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to show our kids. And so it's really, it's been cool. And then after that, we, where'd we go? Well, I had already signed up because I didn't think I was going to be able to actually date Austin for a long time. And so I was like, okay, because this is going slow, Mm -hmm. I need to go occupy my time and my thoughts and go Mm -hmm. do something. And I was like, I really wanted to serve the Lord by going to a Christian camp in Northern California that my grandfather had started. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've always wanted to serve here for Mm -hmm. one summer. And so I was like, now is the last summer I want to do it because I knew I wanted to marry him. So I was like, you can't go if you're married. Like, I got to do it. And I was like, this is a perfect time because our relationship Mm -hmm. at this point, we were still writing letters. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know how long we were going to be doing that. We were kind of at a standstill. It was the perfect time to go. So I committed to that and I left in June. Mm -hmm. And then 
I kind of like, I'm not a last minute person. I do not, <laughs> I don't like doing things impromptu really. I mean like fun things. Yeah. But like major life changes, I'm not like, Hey, let's pack up your things and go like randomly. That's not me at all. No, that's and not so, you. <laughs> yeah, and everyone knows that. And so, but I actually ended up going to JH too, but it's weird because like I was still here in Idaho. I had my job. I was working. I was busy, but I was just here. I was like, what am I doing here? I know the woman I want to marry is at this camp serving the Lord. And she had been calling me because at that point, actually, we were allowed to call. I think mm. it was like the first month or whatever we were allowed to phone call. And I'm like hearing about all these amazing things she's experiencing and how she's being impacted by the Lord. And she's seen other people impacted and she's really serving the Lord. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like, yeah, I'm Maybe I'm getting all my ducks in a row so I can be pre more prepared to get married eventually. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but like it wasn't what I wanted. And I felt this tug in my heart to like, to go too. And obviously part of that is because the woman I'm wanting to marry and in love <laughs> with is there too. And, but another part was like, wow, what have I actually done in my life? That's just been purely a deserve award. Like, Going to this ranch, you like drop everything and you're working there on staff full time for three months. And so And you don't get paid. You don't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's long hours. It's it's whatever. There's no um they don't tell you what you're gonna be doing until you get there. And, and a so, lot of times they use your skills, right? And so you know you have skills in photography, skills, social media. You know, so yeah. maybe that would have been something you would do. Exactly. But, you know, you got there and you got the very best job, right? I got the very best job on the ranch. <laughs> it was, it was, so anyways, I, I'll i tell you what it is in a second. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I felt this tug in my heart. And then also I was like kind of struggling with like, I am the kind of guy that wants all my ducks in a row. And so it was, I was comfortable living at home with my parents, being 17 years old, working pretty good job. I was like comfortable, saving money but at and, the same yeah. time I was still like stressing out about like my future and career and stuff like that for no reason at all. And so I was like, well, Lord, if I can trust you with everything in my life, except for this, which is, I guess basically it was finances and job and career and all this stuff, then that's not okay. And so part for me of trusting the Lord and going to the ranch was giving that up and deciding to trust him. Um, and so I quit my job. Uh, left for the ranch, got there two days late than I was supposed to be there. So I missed orientation, missed all the, the, the hey, let's front tell end why. stuff. You were being a good son. He was, and he, he still was, missed yes. it. I was pregnant with Xander, and I was due May 21st, and so mm -hmm. Austin tried to stay as long as he could because mm -hmm. he wanted to be here to meet his baby brother. But, but God had other plans. God had other plans. Yep. yep, that is true. But, I mean, I had the idea to go on the 19th, I think. Yeah, it was like three days. And I was supposed days. to be there on the 20th. Yeah. And I was like, it was in Northern California, not here in Idaho. So I was like, it doesn't really add up. Well, at <laughs> this point too, I had called Austin and we were talking. It was really hard to maintain a relationship mm -hmm. because you're working day and night. Like you're mm -hmm. just grinding, mm -hmm. especially in the position I had. And so I was like, you know, I still love you. I still think you're awesome. But I was like, maybe we should take a break. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of scared him because he was yeah, like, are you I breaking up with me? Out. I was like, no, but I can't continue to like feel like I'm being pulled one direction while mm -hmm. serving the Lord here. And I was like, I want to pick this mm -hmm. back up, but we aren't going to move very far this summer right. having no service. It's like up in the boonies. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is really hard. Like I can't keep doing this. I have to walk like a mile yeah. to get service just to have a quick conversation and stay up past curfew. And I was like, mm -hmm. this just doesn't work. Yeah. It wasn't really practical. So yeah, we I mean, probably would have had to like take a break from at least communication and then 
picked it back up once you got back. But anyways, I decided to go, trusted the Lord, dropped everything here, got there, and I got the best job on the ranch. I was in the kitchen. It was in the dish pit, washing <laughs> everyone's dishes. And you get there, and you're like, okay, wait, what? And I had, like, a really hard time for the first, like, two weeks. I was like, what in the world did I just sign my life off to? <laughs> <laughs> you even miss some of the programming because the dishes have to be done. The, no, like, oh, you yeah. miss. So there's, like, part of being on crew is, like, you get you have benefits of being on crew. But when you're in the dish pit, like, dishes have to be done after every meal. And there's meals three times a day. And at that time, there was 140 people. But, like, during the summer – Dishes for 500 people when we had guests on property. And so it was a lot so of So how many during the whole summer? I just want to ask you that one yeah. question. Mm. How many dishes do you think you washed during the whole summer? Uh, I have the numbers somewhere, but I don't know exactly. I can tell you that we made a hundred and some, like 110,000 meals that summer. Because it's not just dishes. You're burger, doing burgers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're I grilling was at the grilling big barbecue. 500 hamburgers for burger night, and then you watch everyone eat them in 10 minutes. What was it took the, us six hours. So what was, the turn, <laughs> what was the turning point to seeing that as an opportunity? Um, it just came back to trusting the Lord that he had a plan and that. Also, it was finding my why, like really committing to the whole, I am here for the Lord, and there's no other reason why I'm here. So... And that was actually the hardest job on the ranch. You can ask anybody. And I wasn't just me. I had my buddies in there with me. Um, but, like, I got to – I learned – I went in thinking I knew a lot about work ethic, but, like, I did not. And so <laughs> I learned a lot more about work ethic. I was humbled, like, so bad. Like, <laughs> it, was, so bad. it was – like, it's humbling to be – like, you – I went to the ranch – thinking, okay, I'm going to be on crew with 140 crew members, all, like, same age. Well, I guess I was one of the youngest, but – and we're going to be working together for this goal to serve our guests that come through and, and um, you know, lead them and set them example in Christ. And – but when you're in the kitchen, you're actually the crew that serves the crew. So, like, I was, like – The lowest. It felt, I was, like – <laughs> it was the lowest of lows, to be perfectly yes. honest. Like, you're – I was washing everyone's dirty, grimy, disgusting dishes, like the crew members. And so it, I, was, I, it cool was like, yeah. It's because even though Austin was in the kitchen, and in the kitchen you weren't really like a face of the ranch, you weren't really seen that often, you're just kind of back there in the hermit pit. We called it the sauna. Terrible Chemical ventilation. Sauna. And in California in the middle of summer with hot water yeah, running, it was, it like was hot in there. In, inside the dish but pit, he's yeah. like going. And what was so awesome to watch and what I observed over and over is crew members would come up to me and be like, is that your boyfriend in the dish pit? And I was like, yeah, that's him. And he was the only one that would get like, he really ministered to me or he totally impacted my life in some way. And like over and over people came up and told me this and I was like, wow, this is incredible that somebody that's not even being noticed, not being recognized, it's in like a corner, so to speak, is still having an impact all around the ranch. And he was one of the like, well, most well-known dish boys because everybody was like, wow, when Austin does come out or when we've had a chance to observe his worth ethic, they were just so impressed. And that was like a lot of confirmation for me because I was like, wow, this guy does whatever it's take. First of all, not only to be here with me because mm -hmm. he sacrificed a lot. Yeah. Um, but then to just watch the way his life permeated the whole ranch, even though he was in a not, mm -hmm. not a glamorous position. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, it's amazing the the example you set um, for others and um, the standing firm for truth and mm-hmm. all the things that happened there. Obviously, this podcast, we don't have, there's so many stories. You could do an episode just yeah. on JH mm-hmm. or a couple of them. So yeah. a lot of God used you guys in a lot of different ways and it's really neat. But maybe... Um, but you got to serve God together got, for yeah. the first it was time, awesome. really. Yeah. Got to serve God together. And then all of a sudden, one day you decided to get a ring. Yeah, it was pretty random. Me, <laughs> me and um, one of my buddies in the kitchen, he actually became one of my best friends. His name's Christian. And one day on our off day, you get one day off a week, and it's it's pretty random. It changes every week. But anyways, we had the same day off, and we like, we're like, okay, we got to get out of here. So we left camp, which you were allowed to do, and go – we went to like a water park or something and like went and watched a movie. And then we went to the mall and just walked around, got food. Um, and then we were like, why don't we go look at rings? Cause like at this point I knew, like I knew like months ago before this, that I was going to marry her. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to buy a ring eventually. So why not just do it now? Um, and so <laughs> we went and looked and I actually didn't have any intention to buy a ring. And then I found this one right here the and one. I was like, okay, well actually, I need to buy this ring. So I bought the <laughs> ring. Bought the ring without any knowledge of like when I was going to propose, how I was going to propose, without permission from her dad, all these things, right? And so then I was like, all right, cool, I have the ring. And then like a couple days later, I'm like, okay, I have a ring. Like what, I need to do something with the ring now. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I want to propose, um, but I need to ask permission. And at that point, her dad was at the ranch like a week before I had bought the ring. And he was there with one of his daughters. They had gone through, the prog- through a program together. And then he had left. And so I felt like, oh, man, I lost my opportunity. And there's no way I was going to call him or text him or send him an email asking him for permission. It had to be in person. And so I just said, okay, Lord, you're in control. And if you want things to move forward with me and Caroline faster than originally planned, which at this point I was thinking, well, it might be a few months once I get back home, then... I can go visit them and ask her dad for permission. And so I was thinking it was probably going to be another few months. Um, just to so, get engaged. Just to get yeah. engaged. And so I was like, well, Lord, if you want this to happen, you have to have Chad Johnson show up here at camp for whatever reason you want. I don't care what it is. But if you do that, then I'll fulfill my end of the deal and I'll ask him for permission. And then some unfortunate things happened at camp and in um, – I actually called my dad and got him back on property. The funny thing was, yeah. I didn't know this was going on, right. but I called my dad crying and I was like, this was the unfortunate situation. This mm-hmm. happened. And dad was like, hey, Kara, we just passed the ranch about two hours ago coming up from Southern California. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'll flip the car around right now and our whole family will come down there and help support and fill a position mm-hmm. that needed filling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? So I got so excited mm-hmm. and I went and told Austin, he was mm-hmm. working out with Christian in the gym. I was like, dad's coming back, the whole family, they're going to help us. And all this stuff. I was so excited. And I could see Austin's face just be like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I've got to ask her dad now. And he just looked at Christian like, man, it's going to go down. (laughs) It was stressful because like I had chills because we were working out in the gym, me, Caroline and Christian. And Christian knew I had the ring, obviously. He was there with me. And she was like, I just got a text from my dad. They're coming back to help. And I'm like, I look at Christian. I'm like, what? (laughs) And so that's like one of those God moments where it's like, there is no reason he yeah. should have come back. Yeah. But God used an unfortunate situation for good. And he came back and I asked him and he said yes. So, Well, oh, and yeah. he had said to mom before they had even given on property, he was like, if Austin asked me, 
to marry Caroline because he knew we were, we had gotten a lot closer over the summer. We were mm -hmm. going through a book of 101 questions asked before getting engaged. Like mm -hmm. they knew mm -hmm. we were moving forward and I was super impressed with how awesome it's handling things. And I, of course, would call him every week and brag about him and all the good <laughs> things. Um, but then we were, so we knew we were getting closer and dad had a conversation with mom actually during those two hours driving back. And he says, if Austin asks for Caroline's hand, like, are you ready? Like, are we ready to take, take this on and say yes? And he was, and mom's like, oh yeah, I think they're so ready, like all this stuff. And so dad's like, well, if you ask, well, at least we know we're on the same page. So it's kind of up to him. Mm -hmm. They had that conversation on the way to the mm -hmm. ranch. He knew he was going to ask my dad. It was just amazing. Yep. So that's, that's how I got permission. And then a few weeks later, I proposed to her on top of a mountain at the ranch. And we were fortunate so, enough, yeah. Austin did a little preliminary work and mm -hmm. he got our family mm -hmm. and Caroline's family, both the entire family to come mm -hmm. out. And Chad and I even got to help set up a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was super fun, just us working together. And mm -hmm. uh, it was one of those memories I'll treasure. Um, and then you guys came down the mountain, and you didn't know that both families were there. And that was no, a surprise. he said Double he had surprise. a surprise yeah. after our engagement. And I was like, okay. So we're like driving down, and I see all the crew members like gathered up. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Like he said, it buys cream and lights, and the crew's here to like celebrate us. Yeah. And then like I see my best friend who was there too, like on the corner, and I was like, Ellie Williams? And then instantly like our whole family's from both sides, which is like 24 people, mm -hmm. come like running out and just swarm us. And I, it was the most overwhelming moment of my life. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that place holds that such a- kind of a dream of yours, right? Was to have oh, all yeah. the family there. Well, that's why I thought he was gonna got... wait until we got home. Cause I was like, there's no way he's gonna propose when we don't yeah. have family to support us. I was mm -hmm. like, that means a lot. And he knew that. Mm -hmm. And so he, I didn't think he was going to do it. But in the back of my mind, I was like, it would be cute because my parents got engaged at JH Ranch in the same month, what, 28 years before us on that same property in the sports field. So like they got married where he served in the kitchen. They used that kitchen at my parents' wedding. So it was kind of a bunch of cool like legacy stuff too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it would be cute, but I don't think he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. Then he did. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys got married how many months later? It was Eight three. Weeks. Three so you guys later. got you got engaged August seventh, yeah, and married October fifteenth, mm -hmm. yeah. So just a little over three months, which is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy <laughs> because you didn't to, even get back yeah. from JH on August seventh. Yeah, you still no. Had a few more Trying weeks to plan a wedding yeah. in three months is not easy. <laughs> no, it was a lot of work. <laughs> and she pulled a lot of the weight, so I'm yeah. super impressed with her. Oh, thanks. Um, I can't lot, believe but. it. You guys came out for a mm -hmm. week, which was super fun to get to hang out with Caroline, get to yeah. know her better as you guys were planning the wedding and just watching you guys work together as a team. It was like by noon one day, you knocked out six things that were incredible. <laughs> oh man, and you guys, it was just so wild. True. It was just wild. It's uh -huh. like, there's nothing else except this list and we're going to knock this list out. So mm -hmm. super cool. So what an incredible story. God was mm -hmm. all over this. Mm -hmm. It's clear. Mm -hmm. You guys are really meant for each other and it's a beautiful thing and everybody echoes that which yeah. is great to have that support. Really but is. I think people really want to know why such a short engagement? I mean, you're so young and, mm -hmm. you know, it's very against the cultural norms, which mm -hmm. I think is wonderful. But mm -hmm. I think people want to know why. Yeah, of course. So, well, there's a few reasons. One of them being to avoid temptation. That's one of the biggest reasons, I would say. And we, one of our biggest goals in our relationship before being married was to stay pure and remain pure. And so... I, I didn't even kiss you until like a week or two before our engagement. And mm -hmm. um, and then obviously we've waited for everything else until we were married. And so that was a big deal for us. And so avoiding temptation uh, for sure was one of the biggest reasons. And the longer you string it out, 
the harder it is. So, yeah, we just really wanted to be married and mm. live life together. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and then one a verse that I love to to read to people or remind them of when they ask me is, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And I've posted this on social media before, but this one really hits home for me. Um, and it really just goes to show how much the Lord is in favor of marriage. And if the Lord says it's a good thing, then it's a good thing, regardless of all the nitty gritty details and the reasons why maybe you wouldn't want to get married. Mm. Um, and so I was like, why would I want to delay that? Why would I want to delay favor from the Lord? Um, so yeah. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, <laughs> but it was kind of interesting because we did go back long distance too mm -hmm. during our engagement because yeah. of that whole remaining pure we weren't going to do anything or move in together until we were married and so mm -hmm. i went back and lived with my family and everybody's like why did you do state? that mm -hmm. i went back to montana he went back and so mm -hmm. life went back to like the normal spots mm -hmm. um but our desire hadn't changed at all and right. so i mean you know you know yep. like bottom line i think it's so sad that our culture has wrapped this up into like you mm -hmm. need to wait for all of these things and it's just, I don't mm -hmm. find it to be beneficial because it's really hard. Like yeah. it was a hard season. It was a good season. We obviously needed the time we had to plan, mm -hmm. but like Austin said, like not delaying life together and right. being able to support one another was right. wonderful. Yeah. And like you said, when you know, you know, like I knew after the first date that was like, yeah, sure. We got engaged and then three months later we were married, but I knew I wanted to marry her for over a year. And mm -hmm. so it's like having that in your mind for that long is yeah. So <laughs> I, I think a lot of people want to know too on the provision side of things, yeah. Austin, because uh, obviously you believe in what the Bible says mm -hmm. of taking care of your family in Absolutely. that way. And you're so young. I mean, you're 18 now. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, maybe people, you can give some insights into that experience. Mm -hmm. Well, so I've always been, I remember being eight years old and telling my dad, like, I'm ready to work. Like, what can I do? And being like, <laughs> no, I remember yeah. that. Dad came home and he was like, I went out with Austin today and he was kind of like Intense. down. At first, so I asked him what was wrong. He's like, I just want to live my purpose. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to work. <laughs> yeah, what can I so, do? <laughs> so this is a big thing for a lot of people. Everyone's Everyone wants to find their purpose and figure out what they're doing, career. And then obviously now that I'm married, like money is definitely important. I need to provide for my family and my wife. And so it's like, how do you do that? And I've just, I don't know. The Lord has been good, and um, I've had a few different jobs. I've pursued, originally, I would say the first thing I've ever done is photography, videography, and just editing and online stuff. I've built like uh, websites before. I've built Shopify stores. I've done a few different things. So I would say for the first few years after graduating high school, um, I was an entrepreneur and just kind of did odds and end jobs, worked for my parents, mm -hmm. started doing their podcast, which I did for free for a while. And then mm -hmm. now we've since figured out a system that works good for both of us. Um, and then recently, so before I left for JH, I was working for a marketing company and I was doing photo, video and social media and all that stuff. And uh, that worked out really, really well for me. But then the Lord called me to the ranch. And so I quit my job. and With the blessing of the employer with right? the blessing of the yeah. employer um i didn't just drop everything on him last minute i just asked him for us I was like what do you think about this and he was fully in support of it um so that was just one thing after another god was mm -hmm. involved and so i i went to the ranch being like okay i have no idea what i'm gonna do when i get back i'm not making any money now um and then like 
got engaged and still was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> then I got home and I was like, well, I'm just going to dive right back into freelance work, do photo, video, anything that I can get my hands on. You even sold some prints in local coffee shops. I started, uh, yep, yeah. I sold mm-hmm. some of my photos. I printed them on canvases and I was um, presented in a coffee shop, a local coffee shop, sold a few, pr- few prints. Um, and then an opportunity came up. Um, one of my good friends, who's actually my previous employer, he is kind of, uh, he has a lot of different businesses and he's always moving and trying <laughs> new things. And so he had recently bought a uh, wedding venue um, and he was like, I need a manager. And so we thought about it, prayed about it. And I was like, maybe this is, it's so random. It's nothing I'd ever thought I would do before. Um, but now I'm managing an event center in Eagle, Idaho, and it's going really well. We do weddings, corporate events, holiday events, and called Stone yeah. Crossing. Stone we should give Crossing. them a shout out. Yep. Yeah. Check them out. So that's super cool. And I know before that, Austin, that you had this peace of mind about the one thing that you hadn't surrendered to God, you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, which yep. is provision. provision. And then you yep. had this release of, I know God will take mm-hmm. care of me. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it at all. It's yep. going to work Which, out. By the way, you told us that story the night you called us to tell us that you were going to propose mm-hmm. to Caroline. And we were and like tears we in eyes. both just started crying yeah. <laughs> when you told us. We were so proud mm-hmm. of you because we yeah. knew in that moment that yeah. all of a sudden he's in the place where he needs to be mm-hmm. as a man to be providing mm-hmm. for a family because you need yeah. to be submitted to God. Mm-hmm. And yep. you you showed that in in releasing that to him. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that he's honored you in that. So Mm -hmm. you're doing the wedding venue, which is really an event center. You Mm -hmm. do many different, we do all sorts of stuff. Yep. And then you still do some podcast editing for us. Yep. I support you guys in any way that I can. Yep. Yep. And so, and sometimes you take on extra stuff for other people too. So, So. well, I think you have a scripture, but um, as uh, also we want to find out, is there any other reasons for short engagement? Um, well, there were some practical, <laughs> there were practical reasons there's, that we had yeah, for, sure. for sure. For sure, practical reasons, like her sister was about to give birth to her baby and obviously- Yeah, she had family. it two days ago. We yeah, got it <laughs> just in the nick of time. Right. I mean, she was my one long distance sister. Mm-hmm. She lives in Kentucky with her husband. Yeah. I knew she was eight months pregnant. I was like, we can't push this further. And I didn't really want to compete with the holidays, finding open event centers. Mm-hmm. And then there's weather for people traveling. And I mean, we live in a very uncertain world as I think we're all picking up mm-hmm. on that. And you yeah. don't know what the government's going to do. You don't know how COVID is going to affect things or whatever is happening in our nation day. I mean, we, I know of several people that have postponed their wedding or had a mm-hmm. backyard wedding and support meant a lot to us. We wanted to have both of our mm-hmm. families there, all of them, or as mm-hmm. many as could make it. And it mattered to me. I had what 14 bridesmaids, mm-hmm. but it meant a lot because I was like, I want all my sisters. I want all his sisters. I want some friends. Yeah. And it was such a blessing to have that support and be able to start your marriage off with so many mm-hmm. wise people speaking into us, people that have already gone before us and being there to support us, it really meant a lot. And that was something that it was going to get a lot harder had we pushed it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the timing was just perfect. And I think he was funny because God really honored <laughs> the desire I had in my heart because I told my dad back in February when we were still writing letters, I was like, dad, I really want to get in get married in October. And dad was like, not a chance, sweetheart. Like, I love this, but you're going away for four months. You won't see him. You guys won't be dating much. And he was right. That was going to be our situation. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord brought Austin to us. And then the first thing my dad told me when we were talking about dates was he's like, Kara, I think October is the only month that'll work this year. And I was Mm -hmm. like, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lord. Like, but you know what's interesting? Until the parents saw the maturity and what God was doing, mm-hmm. we weren't pushing things forward at all. In yeah. fact, we were doing the opposite. Yep. We were being cautious, mm-hmm. giving wise counsel, mm-hmm. and maybe even pulling things back a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, yeah. and I think that's wise. It's like, let's see the fruit of this relationship. I think Chad was wise. Let's see the fruit of this mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. and make sure this is what God's doing, mm-hmm. not what people's will is doing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and for us too, we wanted to, um, we were in alignment with your parents regarding a short engagement, which just comes back to the like-mindedness of both families in the yeah. sense of like, yeah. we, we, all were in agreement. And so having that family meeting right after you guys were engaged and your dad looking at his schedule and saying this date. And I mean, it's a lot of work to get all of the 15 (laughs) or 14 bridesmaids and the family members. And, and so I think that just practicality making a date that works for most people that are, that it's going to be most important to while at the same time honoring the parents' wisdom and not making mm-hmm. it like a year-long engagement yeah. or something, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like it takes some of the stress out of planning because it's like you either spend two weeks stressing out about flowers or you spend about two minutes worrying about your flowers. And you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> like I think yep. it took a lot of the like, I don't have hours to just make decisions on things. So I like those, let's just go with them. And it kind of simplified things because it wasn't like we were just sitting mm-hmm. around like, Oh, let's contemplate one more venue. It was kind of like mm-hmm. this one works for our for exactly. the people we want to have. And we kind of just got to start knocking things out. And it was really nice because I was like, it's taken care of. Like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like spending an entire year worrying about it, because I would have. And I feel like it takes honestly some of the focus off the marriage and mm-hmm. more about the wedding and mm-hmm. more about all of the things and less about two people coming together, starting their life as one, mm-hmm. which is what's really most, which important. is most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it kept us a little more focused, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I really like that a yeah. lot. Well, Hey, we want to get an update. It's one month in or so it's more like five yep. weeks, yep. uh, in a second, <laughs> but I, I think we have a very important scripture. Well, it, you know, when you were talking about, um, just work and you mentioned something. You said, why would we wait and why wouldn't we just build our life together? Mm-hmm. And this verse mm-hmm. in Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that goes in alignment with the story that you guys told and the narrative that you have been living out and building together, mm-hmm. building your life. Like, it's been fun. Yeah. Especially, oh, yeah. like, I have to I have to say it's just been fun <laughs> as a mother-in-love. Yeah. <laughs> I like that term much better than mother-in-law. I do too. Um, yeah. But, it's been fun to watch you just enjoying and delighting in preparing the home and all the things that you've been working on and supporting Austin, going to work with him sometimes Mm -hmm. and doing your own work while you're with him and making the lunches that you Mm -hmm. make and the meal prep and all of the fun stuff that I'm watching you do. I'm like, it's just a beautiful thing. You guys Mm -hmm. are doing this as a team and building your life. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I got married very young. Also, I was 20 Mm -hmm. years old when I got married, just like you were. Mm -hmm. Um, Isaac and I met when I was 19. And um, I remember looking back and going, my personality, if I would have lived independently for a long time, Mm -hmm. I think that it would have been more difficult for me, just in my personality. I'm not, this is not a prescription for other people's lives because some people get married later in life for sure. But for me, it would have been harder to have a servant-hearted attitude because I would have really liked my independence a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so (laughs) I see you guys building your life together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're a team now, and you will remain a team. It's really fun. Because, Caroline, you're a go-getter. 
You really she are. Is. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's in your ambitious person. But what's really neat is to see it's godly mm-hmm. ambition. Mm-hmm. And then it's pointed towards the top priorities, which is, you know, biblical roles in marriage and taking care of your family and, mm-hmm. and those things. But you're still get you're still doing your things that you like Just to do. Getting too. It done. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I think it's awesome, too, because we were both raised with the desire, obviously, listening to Tolpin parents talk. And if you heard my parents talk, like we were both raised understanding biblical roles and so that was a desire in each one of us like Mm -hmm. far younger than i think a lot of our peers it wasn't as inputted into them and so they were a little more like oh whenever going a little bit more along with the world's way of you have to do all of these things before you get married you've got to live your independence you've got to whatever so you're all those whatever they say yeah Mm -hmm. do all these things and i always told my dad i said i want to be young broken in love Mm -hmm. and i I meant it i was like i don't want to feel like because i am super like kind of scrappy and i was like i don't want to just come into this like giant house that I don't get it really put together because somebody will probably do it for me and like all this stuff. I was like, I really want to build a life together, mm-hmm. learn together, get to grow together. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like Beautiful. you never get to learn the, I mean, living in a big family, you don't really have an option to be that selfish. You're always having to put people first mm-hmm. or work with schedules and stuff. <laughs> yep. And so getting to yep. come from a big family straight into a marriage, you don't have that time of, like you said, growing in this almost unhealthy independence of mm-hmm. I am going to be become more of a selfish person and all of a sudden what I need to start serving you or laying down my life for another person like I'm not okay with that you know we never really had a chance to do that because we went from living in big families to living with each other and honestly somebody asked us how it was going and I was like it's so much easier to to live with one than 11 and they were like that would make sense and I was like he's easy try growing up with seven sisters he's so much less drama anyways it's awesome but I just really like that and then having that in the back of our mind like that was instilled in our hearts like he Mm. wanted to be a provider I wanted to be a homemaker he wanted to protect me I wanted to support him and like knowing that's what we wanted to do I mean I didn't want to wait to start walking out a role that God clearly lays out in scripture for me as a woman and so I was like what a blessing to get to start doing this is 20. Now everybody's love story is different. So it's like whenever the Lord mm-hmm. brings out right one, that is the perfect timing for you. But for me, he definitely wanted that earlier. That's and right. he knew I was not a person that wanted to be by herself. <laughs> I just am not a, I don't like being by myself very much. I need a buddy. <laughs> well, hey, Ephesians 5.33, it goes right into, I think, getting an update from you guys. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, let each of one, each of you in particular so love his own wife as himself mm-hmm. and let the wife see that she respects her husband. It's often used in weddings and so forth. But I think just our observation so far is we see this happening in your marriage mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. day one. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And I thought that would be a good lead in just getting an update. I'm sure people want to know how it's going. It's going great. We still I, like each other. We still like each other. <laughs> and we're glad we got married. And I, looking back, I would not have done anything differently, to be perfectly honest. I, yeah. I'm loving being married. I love my wife. And it is truly just a blessing um, from the Lord, marriage. So I'm thankful I love that you made it. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> Feeling like you have um, just a, you're a team. You're a team. You get to work together. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. And it's, I've really enjoyed it. 
like a lot mm. because I love having a little house, not a little house, we're in a little apartment, but it's so fun to like mm-hmm. decorate things, you know, do all the things that you never really <laughs> had a say in and, or without very many opinions. I was just like, do you like this? Okay. If it pleases you, it pleases me. Let's go. Um, and it's fun to have the freedom of like, we're starting a family. Like mm-hmm. we need to live out the legacy that we've obviously been passed down, which is such a blessing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, what do we want our family traditions to be? Right. And it's fun going into this holiday season being mm-hmm. like, how are we going to do Thanksgiving? What do we want to start doing before we have kids, mm-hmm. when we have kids. So mm-hmm. it's so much fun. Yeah. It's a good thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people have been asking you guys a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And the maybe we end on this one last question. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> so how many kids do you guys want? Austin's last answer was I want a lot of kids all of the babies (laughs) somebody sent me a DM going did your husband just say all of the babies without hesitation I said yes he did yes we want all of the babies all of the babies as many as the Lord will give us we're not gonna plan it we're not gonna stop it and God's in control yeah, I love so the way that. both of our parents have seen children, obviously, as a blessing. We see children as a blessing. And then also as like having a womb, being a woman, looking at what my mother and mother in love did, <laughs> um, and just being willing to surrender that part of yourself to the Lord. And that's mm-hmm. a really, most people I feel like are like, okay, God will give you everything, but this one's still mine. This mm-hmm. one I still get to control. Exactly. And that was something where I was like, okay, if I say I'm really surrendered, I should definitely trust the Lord with how many kids he wants to bless us with or if he wants to bless us with children. So just leaving that with wide open hands and we're really excited to see what he does. Mm -hmm. And like he said, we don't have a number, but we'll take 10 plus. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing I want to do before we close up here and my dad did not ask me to do this, but I want to shout out to his new merch company. I, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing one of his hats right now. And he, he's wearing one too. And <laughs> That's right. Yep, go check out. What is it? What are the shops called? ResoluteMan.com. ResoluteMan.com. You can find the shop. Mm-hmm. Get the merch. They've got some pretty cool stuff. Thank so, you, son. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us. This was a blast. I'm sure it was enlightening for many. Mm-hmm. See fun. you next time. Right. See you guys. <laughs> See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.